Friday morning, time for your palace, your place. Once again, here's your hostess, Sherry Marcucci. <laughs> Thank you, Tom. Thank you, everybody. Welcome, welcome to another edition of Your Palace, Your Place. And we're just the place, the Palace Theater right here in Waterbury, where you can not only be entertained when you come to wonderful shows that we present, but also this radio program, you can learn all kinds of fascinating information and uh, things about not only the arts, about entertainment, but about lifestyle, about what's trending, uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And today we've got a jam-packed show. We have one of our restaurant segments, At the Table with Frank, coming up in the second segment. But this morning, we're going to kick off right away with my guest that she's been here before and uh, talking about uh, her project last year with the play she um, that was written about her life. But now she's here to talk about how she can offer help and assistance to people in a in a brand new uh partly brand new business venture but also yes. with something else and that is the one the only elizabeth petrichard <laughs> yay welcome hi elizabeth. Sherry. good morning good morning good morning and elizabeth i mean she um you know it's interesting because i said your life really you almost like reinvented yourself after the age of 50 and that's there's a theme to our show today actually with um doing things after a certain age uh and with not only elizabeth but our guest at the last half of the show and elizabeth you did something 14 years ago that transformed your life do you want to start to tell a little bit about what that was well, I lost 93 pounds, and I've kept it off for 14 years, which is uh, like in the 5% of the population of keep, keeping weight off. So that's the first time that is, I've ever that been. Is, yeah. I mean, spec, that's a huge accomplishment, and I hate to use the word huge, but it is a huge accomplishment. Um, as one personally who has struggled all my life, I totally um, respect and applaud and, and happy for Thank somebody you. who can do that. Well, and has done that. Well, you know, one of the best things about it is uh, I was so sick, you know, high blood pressure, cholesterol, acid reflux, just every kind of thing you could imagine. And uh, as the pounds came off, the medicine, I stopped having to have the medicine. And it's a $15,000 savings at this point. And who knows how much wow. uh, I've actually saved, not having to go to the doctor all the time, sure. not, you know, not having all those medications, co-pays, all that. None of that am I doing. Surgeries that might you might have had to have um, due to the weight. And so so as a result, and there's so much to your story, and, and you have written a book, um, losing Born Fat is the name the of your book. The first book is Born Fat, and the second book is Two Losing Way with Elizabeth, the handbook. Okay. And and a business was spawned um, from your accomplishment, which is Losing Weight with Elizabeth. And and now the newest venture, I know, I know you opened um, an office to practice as a life and wellness coach in Cheshire. So I thought, this is a new year. You and I are... We have kind of spirits that 
align themselves. And you're such a joy to be with. And I thought you would have something to say that other people struggling not only with weight, but other areas of their life could benefit from hearing. So that's why I invited you to be with us this morning and share some of your, you know, inspiring stories personally, but also talk about some, some, you know, ideas and tips. And so when I know you work one-on-one with people. You work in a group setting. You have a, a cable access program where you invite people. Yeah, to- I have an audience, and it's very funny with the audiences because when they first, they're, they're mic'd, and when they first come on, they're like, you know, they want, don't want to speak out. Now they're speaking out. All right. So it empowered them just being in the audience. Okay. And, and, and then, and then it kind of, takes over into their life. So what is one of the things that you have found in your own journey in weight loss and keeping it off and as you work with other people? What is the thing? What Can you put a name to what what people are stumbling with? Where's the issue? I mean, we all know we should be at a different weight, you know, that what's a healthy, we all know that. Um, but what is it that keeps us from that? I think one of the things that happens is we forget that Healthy food tastes good. Mm, okay. You, you know, instead of, uh, you know, you think that, okay, that cheeseburger is going to be the most delicious thing in the world. But I had salmon, sweet potato, and broccoli last night, and I'm telling you, it was better than cheeseburger, which was my favorite food. Okay. Okay. So how did, so how did you make that mindset switch? And what was it that, what, what, what did it take in, in, you know, that aha moment for you? You know, I'm not for an aha moment. Uh I'm for you just starting. Because when you have an aha moment, it doesn't last. And when you set a goal, like a wedding or uh, or whatever, you set a goal to lose, say, 50 pounds before the wedding, what happens when the wedding's over? You gain the weight back. And I'm telling you, every, it's without question, most people gain the weight oh, back. Oh, sure, sure. So, uh, And I like, I like, I never thought of it that way, to be very honest with you, about just... Start. Just start. Just put one foot in front of the the other, just so that like one day that you start, you write down your food intake, just so that you're aware. Well, you said something to me the other day too, in terms of a strategy, and you said the number one strategy in a weight loss journey was to write down the food. And I'm going to be honest, I've I've been in every program, and I know that. You know, that famous one that's kind of started all the weight loss programs. I've done that a gazillion times. But I always thought, oh, well, I, I, I don't really need to do that. Or I was always trying to outsmart the program. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think I know better than you do. So I, I could do it this way and it'll be fine. And sometimes you're successful for a while. But as you pointed out, Eventually, you gain the weight back, and you usually gain more than you lost. Oh, they bring friends with them. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. All right. So just start. So today is Friday. It's the weekend. But people listening to this, you know, are inspired, and they go, yeah, okay, I'm going to just start today. Now it's the weekend. What do you have to say about that? Well, uh, actually, our show last night uh, was about how to handle the weekend. 
And if you don't have, you know, plans, maybe. But I, when you go out on Saturday night, say, for dinner, I want you to enjoy yourself. Because are you going to stop enjoying yourself every Saturday night or, you know, one night a week going out? No. You can't lose weight one way and keep it off another. So you have to include your favorite foods like pizza or cheeseburgers or whatever it is because you're not giving them up forever. And that's the problem with so many diets. I'm don't diet edit uh, that they say don't have bread, don't have, uh, you know, don't have carbs or drink this milkshake or, you mm-hmm. know, this, yep. you know, I believe me, I tried all of them myself. But they always came, the pounds always came back with a vengeance the minute I stopped. Mm-hmm. So yep. for my weight loss program is slow weight loss, bearable. Because everybody always thinks it's a punishment. Yeah. But have, feeling good and looking your best is a gift. Like exercise is not a punishment; it's a gift. So you're an advocate for not only healthy eating, but eating healthy and enjoying that food. But also, and I know this from having conversation conversation with you over the years, that exercise and movement is a key. But I like what you just said; it's slow. And I why I like that is because weight loss or any. Anything you want to do to make a behavior change, it starts in your mind. I mean, the the physical manifestation is putting food in your mouth or moving your body, you know, in ways that are good for you, right? But when when you say it's slow, it, it allows your your mind almost to be, you know, help you. Well, it's like maintenance light. Yes. Because yeah. I lost 93 pounds, but it took me three years. That's 0.6 a week. Most people go, oh, no, I could never do it that slow. That would be ridiculous. They think, you know, I want to lose, you know, two or three or four pounds a week. But when you do that, you're that's not, you know, you can't lose weight one way and keep it off another. Are you never going to have these things again? So I inspire my people to go ahead. And one one of the women that lost 32 pounds, she looks honestly fabulous. She started out every day having a donut, and now she has three donuts a week. And so she didn't give them up, and she found a less caloric donut. Okay, okay. So, so, so she's having her cake and eating it. <laughs> really? That's exactly. And we laugh about it all the time. Did you have donuts this week? <laughs> and another woman who lost quite a bit of weight. And never, see, that's the other part of the program is that you have to learn to put yourself first and take care of yourself. And when I first met her, she was very timid and, and, uh, reserved and always at everyone's beck and call. And one night, four years ago, she said she was going, uh, that somebody had asked her to go on a cruise. And she said, oh, she wasn't going to go because how could she explain to everyone everything? And, uh, and I ran out into the parking lot and I said, you go on that cruise. Don't come back to my class unless you go on that cruise. And the best part about this story is tomorrow she's going to Paris. Oh, I love that. I love never that. never would have that. happened to this most lovely woman because she never put herself first. And you and I, again, were talking earlier, <clears throat> and that is so key. I think so many of us today, I think maybe more so for females that we tend to be 
nurturers, caretakers of the whole world, but never think about ourselves because it's not socially acceptable. Well, it's it, selfish. It seems that's it, the message we have running yeah, in our selfish heads. Selfish and you know conceited and right, all right. of that. But we, I'll go right back to the airplane when that uh, if the oxygen mass drops. Not that it with if the oxygen mask drops, I'm of course going to panic. But nevertheless, you're supposed to put it on yourself first. And why is that? So that you could take care of the other people in your row, your children, you know, maybe even your husband. Sure. You know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's the most important thing. When you start putting yourself first, you're you're a better person because you're not so resentful and. You know, I had one mom who never even sat down at dinner because she had to be running all over getting the she milk. She was serving the bread, everybody else. Oh, she was we a waitress. That one. She was pretty much a waitress. Yes. She never yes. sat down. Yeah. My, now I, she does. Yeah. Someone in my family, I won't mention who, not my immediate family, but we, we tease and that, that is what she's always done. Elizabeth, we're talking with Elizabeth Petricone. Petrichone? Petrichone. Petrichone. I, I always want to anglicize things. Yeah. <laughs> um, losing weight with Elizabeth. Um, I want to talk to you some more, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear us talk more. I'm going to ask you, we have to take a break now and move into our next segment, but I'm going to ask you to rejoin us or you know, stay with us, rather, for our last segment, because I think you have a lot to offer um, when we talk to uh, John Draper from the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute at uh, Waterbury's Yukon uh, branch. So um, we're going to take a break now, and then we're going to come back for our uh, off-site uh, segment at the table with Frank after these messages. Well, here we are again with another segment, Frank, of At the Table with Frank. What's better than this, Cher? <laughs> the food looks amazing. Go ahead. I, I, it's my favorite part of this whole gig. Um, you get a nice lunch. and um, Anyway, but today we're actually at one of our newer um, restaurant partners in our Entrees and Encores program, and that is Moho. Now, Moho, I'm with Andrew Danello who is their front-of-house manager, who's going to walk us through some food that's beautifully prepared in front of us. But I want to ask you, Andrew, it's Mojo Nuevo Latino Cuisine. That describes it. Is the name just Mojo? The name, that's what people like to call it for short, but the full name is Mojo Nuevo Latino. Like, that, that is um, trademarked by us. We have the, uh, the name under us. Yeah. Okay. And the reason that it's um, that instead of just Mojo, it's a little bit longer, is because we just want to dis- like distinguish ourselves as a, um, like a fine dining Latino restaurant because, I'm not sure if you know, but we are the only one in Waterbury currently. All right. Yeah. So... That's very good to know, and you know, I think it's brave um, in a great way to excite the palate with new opportunities. Waterbury has a, a dearth of wonderful Italian eateries and um, even uh, American eateries, American. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. But to have a, a, a restaurant that is presenting, as you said, fine cuisine with a Latin spin, that's just lovely, I think, to have this opportunity. And if you're just listening in to this and wondering, what are they talking about? Where is it? Mo- Mojo Nuevo Latino is located on East Main Street, about, I would say, a quarter of a mile up from the palace um, as you're heading east uh, toward Cheshire. And if those of you who are long timers in the city, if you remember the old Helen's Bakery, it's just a little bit down the 
street from that old eatery or bakery. Um, so just to give you a point of reference. And I'll tell you, we were joking when we came in, Frank. Um, what a pleasant surprise when you walk into the doors. Surprise. I mean, I think the, the decor in the building is shocking. I mean, it's something that's new, it's fresh. Um, you walk in the door and you're kind of really pleasantly surprised by the brightness of it, the unique architecture in the space. It's a beautiful location. And then looking at these wonderfully plated meals in front of us, Absolutely. Uh, even taken more back by that too. So. Yes, yeah, it's just it's just a, a wonderful atmosphere. Then you walk in, it's almost like, ah, when you walk in. So um, do look it up, you're online. I know you have a Facebook page and you can certainly find it on the Palace um, Facebook, um, not Facebook, but on our website under our dining um, partners, Entrees and Encores. So I, we've been um, getting ready for this segment and this food has been sitting in front of us and I'm like getting a little um, my salivary yeah. glands are salivating so um, so what's the first thing we're going to dig into the appetite? Well I think I mean the inter interesting thing is chips and salsa you think you know when you go into a restaurant whatever your bread and butter for yes. lack of a better term yes. but to be greeted by fresh plantains. Yep plantain chips yep mm -hmm. plantain Now chips. how do you make these? These are great by the way <laughs> Yeah so they, um, they start out with uh, the plantains they actually let them like soak in uh, water for a little bit so they just kind of get like a little bit softer so it's easier to cut them and then they take um, a mandolin yep. and they just slide them right through and get them like paper thin almost and then just drop into the fryer not even for very long I'd say like a minute or two mm -hmm. so that they don't get like overly crispy and like brown but to the point where they're still like firm and they'll break when oh. you, uh, go and they're not they're they're lovely they're light they're airy yeah. Oh, and then you have this great signature sauce we're dipping in them into. Tell us about that. Yeah, the mojo sauce. So that's um, our signature sauce. And what it is, it's um, a mixture of water, orange juice, about 10 different herbs and spices, and then two different types of peppers. Mm. And then they, um, they blend all that together. Then the what really makes it is they actually let it sit and ferment for about a month or two in the our sauce. fridge. Yes, the sauce. Wow. Yep, yep. Oh, so interesting. So it kind of um, it gets like like an acidic flavor to it. Like a lot of people uh, come up to me and will ask me like, oh, is there vinegar in yep. this or something like that? And it's honestly just the fermentation. There's no like no vinegar, mm. no acid wow. whatsoever you, other than the orange. It's you delicious. Can you can taste the acid, and the, I think the interesting thing, the shocking part, is that it's not spicy. You can taste pepper, but mm -hmm. it's not a mm -hmm. doesn't have that awkward kick at the end where you're um, it, it's nice it's just a perfect blend of a little bit of citrus a little bit of acid and these chips I hate to say I've had um, plantain chips out of a bag uh, yeah those, those don't compare <laughs> no, to these they're not unbelievable. the same family <laughs> unbelievable so very so, very good yeah, so. so that's one of our first um, delicacy or our, our, our little getting our palates, uh, uh, wetting our appetites. That's what I want to say. And then we have these lovely dishes here. So describe this one with the shrimp and scallop. Is that scallop? It's, uh, it's actually a poached potato on the top. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. All right. I'm digging in. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. So you explain while I am. <laughs> yeah, so what it is is um, on the bottom there, it's like a, uh, like a little bit of a pesto sauce. And then on top of that would be a little bit of mayonnaise. And then comes the, uh, the poached potato. Okay. And on top of the potato would be the uh, that orange sauce you see there is like it's our red pepper sauce which is served with um, more than a few dishes here but the uh, the difference between this one and the others is this one has like a little bit of a kick to it we put a little bit of our homemade hot sauce into it mm. so it kind of like hits you right when you uh right when you eat it and then on top of the potato is then the two shrimp that are cooked in the garlic sauce 
which would create the Al Al Hio part of the name, Cameron Es Al Hio, the garlic sauce. And, oh, um, yeah, okay. Yep. You're very knowledgeable, yes. <laughs> Andrew. I am, I'm very impressed. Yeah. And I should say that um, our, our dear friend, Addie um, Salazar. Salazar, right. <laughs> Addie Salazar, was, she's got a lot of irons in the fire, Addie, and couldn't be with us today. But Allie and her husband own this business mm-hmm. um, and um, have really invested in Waterbury. They not only started this business, but they have another uh, business as well, La on West Main Street, and I know that they even own the building, so, and put, put a lot of, um, you know, uh, money, of course, invested in it, but that really says a lot about their desire to, you know, invest into the city that they live in, create business and opportunities. And wonderful food options for. I, I have to say, I'm taken back by the presentation. I mean, because mm-hmm. you can say, you know, it was mm-hmm. camarones, so what, um, however that was, um, however you pronounce garlic in uh, <laughs> that way. Um, but I mean, the presentation was, I mean, it's just, it's picture perfect. Yeah, it's it's almost, you, again, you always eat with your eyes first. And that was something just the way it's set up. The potato, the poached potato was awesome. The sauce, mm-hmm. not too much of a kick, but it has a nice little spice yeah, to it. Yummy. And the garlic shrimp, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is really very tasty and it, pretty it, to look at. It is. It's really, really good. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're listening and you're like, I, I, I don't know, I've never been there or, you know, do yourself a favor. Do something different. It's a new year. It's time to get out of the box exactly. and try new things. Yeah, mm. you know, I can, I can definitely speak to that. I personally, um, I've visited Spain before. This isn't really too much of Spanish cooking, but I've been there. That's really the only experience that I've had with any sort of like Latin Spanish food. And um, I've been working here about 18 months now, and I swear I cannot get enough of it. Like, yeah. it is, honestly, it's become my new favorite food. I love, like, everything. It's just, <laughs> it's so much different than what you usually get, and it's, it's really good. And, it, and it's, it's got a, um, a brightness, a freshness, mm-hmm. um, and it's so appealing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the part where you look at it, and it, it is more of an entree. I mean, I don't want to confuse it, because many people might be confused with they think Latino could be more Mexican-style cuisine, and right. it, this is nowhere near. This is not tacos no, and burritos at all. Like this, is, um, this has its own kind of high-end cuisine um, that's delicious and, and, like I said, beautiful to look at, too. Yes, absolutely. Um, and so, and then... Killed that. <laughs> we killed the appetizer. And so now, what, what is yeah. this? That, that would be um, Are you on air no. the Mofonguito Trio, and um, there's only two of them there. It usually comes with three, but the, uh, the two that we chose today would be the beef and then the shrimp. Oh. And, um, it's not just like, just they don't just like throw beef into a cup of plantain. Yeah. Um, they cook it in... Um, <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, so frito is what it's called. It's just like a basic red sauce, mm. just like... Okay. Um, like some chopped up carrots, onions, like things like that. Oh, okay, okay. It's, it's Not a, to be confused with Italian potential free. Yeah, well, right, which is, is a little different. Yeah, completely. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is a sauce yeah. um, that is cooked in. Yep. Oh, and it, you know what? You can't see this, those who are listening, but it's also topped with beautiful microgreens. Yeah. Yep. I'm like. Wow, where do you see that? Yeah. I mean, so um, you call it mofongito? Mo- 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 yep. Mm-hmm. Now, is that mofongo mo- is 
I don't want to put you on the spot, but isn't that is an African isn't that an African meal? Mofongo, um, to be completely honest with you, I'm not entirely think, sure of the origins of it. I know that it's like huge with Latin, like, to, with like the Latin cuisine. Like it's, I know plantains are like really like prevalent. No, yeah, absolutely, sure, often. Um, but I, um, I'm not sure if it actually did come oh my from God. Africa. To be honest, the with beef you. is yeah. delicious. Only because I watched maybe too much cooking channel. <laughs> you are, you're yeah. a real. Um, um, foodie, yeah. So, and I think it was either African or actually Brazilian. But it was, um, you know, mafungo is actually kind of like the base of um, the culture, and it does use a lot of plantain oh, in there. Yeah. But this is the beef is to die for in this. Yeah, thing. It's this just is melting really your mouth. This is excellent, yummy. And what's in this again? Tell me one more time what I'm eating. The um, that would be the the mashed garlic plantain cups. With the um, the beef, the beef is actually called ropa vieja. That's like a whole other item on our menu. It's oh. like a, a lunch item. It's just shredded beef in the uh, like the sofrito, the mm -hmm. red sauce, and then um, on top of that, like you said, the microgreens. Yeah. Oh, that's tasty <laughs> and delicious. And we're gonna take a quick break and be back with the second half of our um, at the table with Frank segment at Moho. And we're back with the second half of our interview. Stay tuned. And we should say that Addie, who is, as I mentioned earlier, Addie Salazar, the owner and chef. She is a, a trained chef and um, definitely gives props to uh, you know people around here, including Jerry Reveron, who she calls her mentor. So I want to mention that. But Addie is uh, a wonderful chef and a wonderful person. Yeah. She's really um, something else. She's involved in so many things and is a very, uh, I know, spiritual woman yeah. and um, is very giving and generous. And, uh, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because when you're in business, I think sometimes those are who the most successful are the, the ones who do what they do with their hearts. And and I think that's you can evident. taste it in the food. You can taste you can, it in the food. Absolutely, it's cooked with love, yep. and you know, and they infuse that in everything they do, which is just yeah. I don't know, just a kind of a cool thing. Yeah. You know. Now, any specials? I mean, is there happy hour? I mean, any promotions that you have to be working on? Yeah, so we do um, on actually every single day from um, four o'clock to six o'clock we have happy hour and um, what oh. that entails there's um, like a few tapas some uh, appetizers that are reduced the beers are only two and three dollars it's four dollars for any glass of wine that we have and um, we it's a little bit like we don't really have it every single night, but when we do have it, we have sangria as well for uh, $5. Oh. We have pictures, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. This is a great place then to come after work on <laughs> yeah. wine, yeah. have some and delicious sample. and sample, sample things you might not exactly. have. Yeah. You know, it's a good opportunity to say, you know what, it's kind of interesting. I'm not sure I want to commit for dinner, but I'll come in and try a few apps and... Yeah, yeah, that's one good thing. And then you'll be hooked, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, um, that's one good thing is we have, like, a pretty extensive tapas and appetizers mm -hmm. menu. I believe there's about, I want to say, between, like, 16 to 20 items on that menu. So, wow. like, you can definitely come in here and you can get, like, a taste of everything. Like I said, like, there is, um, there's an entree that's uh, the mafungo with the shrimp. And, like, a lot of people are a little bit skeptical about that. I've never had mafungo. Yep. So, I, they just try the, uh, the smaller ones. Yep. It's just, like, the exact same thing, just a smaller mm -hmm. portion of it. So, yeah. I mean, it's 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 good like, good presentation, awfully tasty. I mean, I love. I just I've already jumped into the shrimp. The <laughs> oh, okay. 
all right. I, so. couldn't, I couldn't wait for you. <laughs> I think I know. I'm yeah. slow eating. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. You were savoring. Um, I was enjoying. Um, all right. So, and then I'm going to get to that, but talk about the last one there. Yeah, yeah. the classic. Yeah. So those are um, probably one of our most popular appetizers, actually. Those would be the yuca empanadas. And um, what they are is it's a, if you're not familiar with empanadas, it's a fried turnover made with um, yuca, which is like a root, um, and then, uh, or starch rather, sorry, um, and then okay. they fill that with um, some chicken with, um, again, with that same sofrito sauce, um, and then on the bottom of that would be the same sauce that was on the camarones al hio, that red pepper red, sauce. I love that. that. Spice. Yeah. Yep. Now you can... Empanadas can stuff different stuffings. I mean, can you pick and choose or? Yeah, we have um, we have two other ones other than the chicken ones. We do one with the uh, the ropa vieja, which mm-hmm. is was the shredded beef that was in the mofonguito, and then we do one with codfish actually, which is one of our newer items, and um, it's a little bit like. I don't know. It's, it's you got to be pretty bold to try it. Honestly, right. like a lot of people would not see that and um, like necessarily go for that. But I personally, I am not a huge fan of fish, but they are amazing. I love them. Like mm. the way that they cook the cod and like it almost like it's like flaky and almost like melts in your mouth. It's really, oh, really good. Yum. Well, the chicken one is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> it really <laughs> is. It really. And we have a so when you look at the kind of the scope of um, the um, the offerings here. It's not just, I mean, this is across the board. I mean, you're from most of South America, Central America. This is anything in particular? I mean, Spain? What's, or is it just, explain. It's like, it's, um, so, um, Addie, the, uh, the owner that we were talking about before, she is, um, Dominican. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to definitely get some Dominican food in there. And, um, as well as Dominican, there's also, like, some Puerto Rican. Um, we have a one of our most popular cuts of um, meat. It's a steak. It's actually Brazilian. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we have uh, Brazilian. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, we have quite a few dishes from Spain. We have, like, Paella, our chef. Actually, he is Dominican, but he um, he went to Spain for a few years and actually trained to become a chef there. Mm-hmm. So, his, like, his paella is, like, his specialty. It's absolutely amazing. To overwhelming yeah. size? I mean, is it per person? Oh. Is it a table situation? or mm-hmm. So, we actually do, like, everything. We cater to pretty much everything. Okay. You can just order it for one person. You can order it for two. And my favorite way to do it is if you're coming in with a table of four, we actually have the paella pan, and we'll bring that out uh, to that's you. Fine. Put that's it yeah. in the middle of the table so you can, like, serve it yourself, pick what you want. Yeah, that's my favorite way to no. do it. But, yeah, uh, do it that, size, that's yeah. good to know. Pa- paella is one of my oh, favorites. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I have to remember that. Yeah. I like to pick my way through the paella. You know, maybe a little picky here and there. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Mm. This, this is a phenomenal. And again, we're talking about Mojo Nuevo Latino Cuisine right here in Waterbury at East Main Street, one of our entrees and encores partners. The food here is spectacular. Wonderful. Andrew, you've been delightful just walking us through. Mm-hmm some of the uh, items and if you had to say something you know one thing to our listeners about you know come and try x what would the x be that would really you know you've talked about a lot of things already but you know what's one thing um I would say the one thing that I would definitely come here to try would be the uh, the mofongo, honestly, with the shrimp. That's um, I mean, I, I'm not obviously super familiar with the food, like in the local area. I'm not really sure, like if they they have that anywhere, but um, I have never seen it anywhere, to be honest with you, like in the local area. So I would come in for that definitely. It's one of my favorite dishes. It's just 
a big old bowl of mafungo with like a bunch of shrimp on it. Big old bowl of mafungo. Like, um, they actually do like a coconut red sauce. So it's like a red sauce, but it's a little bit sweet. That it's it's amazing, absolutely amazing, really really good. Yeah. Well, listeners, I'm telling you, do yourself the favor, check Moho out because you will not be disappointed. Um, you want to give your phone number? Yeah, it's um, a long one. We're actually, well, I'll give you the hours first. We're open um, from 4 o'clock until 10 o'clock on Tuesday and Wednesdays. And then Thursday to Sunday, we're open 11 to 10 o'clock. Great. Oh, great. Yeah. that's Great. good to know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially yep. after you've been to the palace and yep. you want a little something after yep. the show, yeah, you know, check it out. Yeah, yeah. I think with the, small, with the whole trend of small plates being so popular and people wanting to sample, the idea of tapas and being able to sample a little piece of this and that to get a little adventuresome, it's, um, I love it's a great that. way to jump you know, Because it. when you go out to eat, here's my thing. I, I look at a menu and I go... Oh, well, if I get that, then you I'm going to miss out on this. And it's like a whole big head thing with me. So Now you can have it all. <laughs> Not that I need it all, but, you know, it's fun. It makes, it makes the dining out experience what it should be because... You know, eating home is one thing, you, you know, but, you know, you eat the same. Absolutely. But when you go out to eat, you do want to try things. And then you want to share it with other people, too, yes. as opposed to, because yes. my wife yes. and I will share a meal, and she's like, oh, do you want some of mine? I'm like, no, because then she didn't ask me for a part of her, you know. I'm like, ah, <laughs> but this, you're forced to, <laughs> you're forced to share. It gives you permission. Exactly. You don't have to worry exactly. about it. Exactly. So, um, great place to come. Check it out. Mojo Nuevo Latino Cuisine. Andrew. You are great. Danello, thank you so much for, um, you know, helping us out today and uh, guiding us through this wonderful menu and uh, I hope that you'll get some new customers as a result. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you for taking the time to come down here. I'm glad you enjoyed all the food. Yeah, yeah appreciate right. it. It was delicious. Thanks. And Frank, as always, it's, it's a pleasure always to a be pleasure. at the it's table. It's with you, absolutely. <laughs> all right. Stay tuned for our next segment coming up after these messages. And we'll be right back after these messages. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Waterbury Palace, your palace, your place. Waterbury Palace Theater, your palace, your place. And the message was that you're listening to your palace, your place. <laughs> and I'm delighted to be back. I hope you enjoyed the At the Table with Frank segment. And I just have to give a, a kudos to Andrew Danello. This was his maiden voyage on the radio, and he did a fabulous job. And he had no idea yesterday morning when he went to work he would be doing that segment. So thanks again, Andrew, for taking care of it. It was uh, a great job. Now, I'm happy to introduce in studio a young man who I've come to know um, over the past, I guess, year and a half or so, and not only know, but respect. Um, it is uh, John Draper um, from the Ollie program at uh, UConn Waterbury. So welcome, John. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me here today. Um, it, I, I love what you do, and I'm so glad to be here. So thank well, you. And, and we love what you do. And for those of you who are listening and might not know what's Ollie at UConn, um, it is the Osier Lifelong Learning Institute. And I'm going to let John tell our listeners uh, what that is in a moment. And I've invited back also, we're going to have a kind of a group discussion as we go along, Elizabeth Petrick. 
Joan, who was with us earlier, um, talking about um, her business, uh, losing weight with Elizabeth. So, John, tell us, tell us a little bit for those who might not know, although you you get fabulous publicity. I have to say, <laughs> you're doing a great job. Um, what Osher Lifelong Learning Institute is? What Ollie is? Yeah, so the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute at the University of Connecticut, located at the downtown Waterbury campus, right across from the Palace Theater, um, is in a network of 119 Osher institutes nationwide. There's at least one in every state. Uh, we're the only one in Connecticut. So wow. it's and what the Osher. I didn't realize you were that broad. I knew yeah. it was national, but I didn't yeah, know that it's, every state. Wow, it's really quite expansive. And it, it's a nice network where, where we can um, get together once every 18 months, and there's a, there's a online systems for us to connect and talk about what each other, what each institute is doing. Uh, it's a nice way, way to grow, to network, and to build um, growing strategies. So what the Osher Institutes do are provide learning and enrichment opportunities for older adults, people 50 and older, who wants to take non-credit classes purely for the joy of it. And what really sets it apart from other uh, learning programs is that it's, it's really a, a community. It's a community of lifelong learners, people who are passionate about learning, continuing their education uh, well into their old age. We have members who are 50 years old all the way to 99 years old. Wow. So it's really quite diverse. Uh, it's, it's a nice spread of different... Um, different experiences and backgrounds and i i've really come to enjoy working with this group of people and for me being a much younger person you are much younger it's, <laughs> the age yeah. of one of my sons <laughs> it's it's been a neat uh perspective change for me and I, to really grow to appreciate aging and yes. seeing the positive sides of it i love that and i'll tell you and and I think this whole idea about lifelong learning, that is um, a, a philosophy, a mindset, um, a movement, if you will, yeah. that is um, probably not that old in terms of its longevity. Right. It probably goes back maybe 20 years, maybe not even that, 15. I, I believe it was around the... 70s where it really okay where it started but it's gaining i think in the last decade it's gained momentum and i of course the obvious reason for that i would think is because baby boomers have been you know been Mm -hmm. a force and we're aging now and um in that population considered you know a senior citizen (laughs) like (laughs) how did get here how did we get here but but what I love about it is that, and you said it best, Jen, it made you look at a certain age or the aging process in a different way, from a different perspective. And that's, I think, when we joke and say, you know, uh, uh, 60 is the new 40, it's yep. because we don't want to be considered old. And we mean it. And we mean it, <laughs> and we're not, because we're thinking about it differently. And, John, it's so important for the younger, um, the millennials and the Gen Xers to think of us a different way, because we're not your grandmother's, you know, senior. We're not. We're yep. different. And um, so I, I love that. Osier is um, looking at that. All the possibilities, and you, you yourself, as the interim director of this program, yep. are seeing that in that way. That's that's beautiful. So, 
you have you mentioned you have a diverse population of people, and I know you do. You have a, a gentleman that is that the ninety nine year old who tap dances. Yep. And yep. Let me tell you, I've met him. You know who he is. I can't. What's his? Al Jaris. Al Jaris. Oh my God! What a handsome man he is, <laughs> and so full <laughs> yeah. of vitality in life. But. You have so many different things happening, and um, I want to talk a little bit about that because it, it, your your spring semester is starting uh, uh, February sixteenth. It actually kicks off with a course that you're very very familiar with, the Insiders Broadway, a peek at Broadway musicals from behind the footlights. It's a course taught by Dr. Stuart Brown. Uh, which from will the be university. Take, from the University of Connecticut. Who's been on this program several times now. Yes, uh, which will be taking place at the Palace Theater. Right, and that's a great collaboration. Let me just talk about that briefly because we're both great resources for the um, the uh, not only Waterbury community, greater Waterbury, and you pull in people from over 80? Over 80 cities and towns. I, that's phenomenal. I mean, that they're coming to downtown Waterbury. Yep. So um, by working with... With you, we're introducing those people from 80 towns not only to your programs and wonderful opportunities to continue learning, but to jewels of our community like the Palace Theater. Yep. Um, and and so you know that's a no-brainer to to collaborate and take advantage of that. Okay, I'm sorry, I had to jump in with that little commercial. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's one of the many courses we're offering this semester. Uh, we have over 50 other courses being offered this spring. Uh, which again begins on February 16th and runs through May 5th. And you and it's it's so people can sign up now. How do I mean? Listen to just listen to the diversity and and Elizabeth. I'm going to say one that's right up your alley: health and wellness. Um, these are the categories, and then there's classes under these categories: art and art history, computers, culture and language, current events, horticulture, history, music, literature and writing, performing arts, philosophy and religion, visual arts. Um, there is so much, and then as I said, there's individual classes under those topics. I mean, you could have a ball, and you know what? It takes the pressure. You know, when we were in, you know, college or high school or whatever. And there was pressure to perform because we needed to get that grade. We needed to pass that class. Now, what a beautiful thing to gain information and just for the pure pleasure of knowing the something. The joy and, of learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and keeping yourself engaged. And um, Elizabeth, I know that you can appreciate this and would... I'm sure want to be uh, a presenter at some point or do oh, something absolutely or, or take a class yourself. Yeah, I'm already. Tra- I was talking before <laughs> about an Italian class because I want to go to Italy in September, and I, I said uh, I, I want to take the Italian class. So you want to learn more than Chow Chow? Well, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know Vino. <laughs> That's important. So I'm good. <laughs> so. So, John, so people, how do they how do they find you? How do they register? So we have a website, www.olli.ucon.edu, um, and people can check us out, enroll right online. We also do, do have paper registration, um, and any information can be obtained over the phone at 203-236. Nine nine two four. My staff would be happy to answer any questions anyone might have. Um, registration began this week, so most of our courses still have openings. 
it, it is enrolling quickly. We have, we've had a few that have filled up. Um, but again, there's over 50 course offerings, so there's sure to be something for everyone. I, I, I love it. I mean, name that tune, classical music cliches. That sounds like a fun one. I know in the past you've done one, and someday I'm going to take this class because everybody tells me <laughs> I can't sing, but it's for cabaret singers. Yep. yep. <laughs> How to be a cabaret singer. <laughs> um, and just such diversity. That's what I can't get over. And yeah. people also teach these classes from the community who's taking these classes, yeah. right? That's where a lot of your um, presenters come from. Yep, yep. Our presenters are also members for the most part, um, and they, they get the opportunity to teach their peers, take classes, and really just be fully immersed in the lifelong learning community. And I know, because a lot of our palace, some of our v- wonderful volunteers are also OLLI members, and what they get out of it is developing new friendships, staying engaged. I mean, and you know, Elizabeth, how important that is in in terms of wellness and um, your life's journey. When you stop and pull yourself out of the mainstream, you see a decline in people. Well, a lot of people will just stay in their homes. They won't yeah. move forward. And that's one of the things that I think makes the most important part of life as we age is that you keep learning, you keep moving forward because it makes you feel good. Absolutely. And yeah. we all have something to, um, to give. I'm get, I can't believe I'm getting this sign for, you know, we have one minute left. I hate when that happens because <laughs> we, we have so much to share and talk about. But you, you too, I'm so happy about this show today um, that we brought you two together to kind of connect um, and, and talk more. I'm sure offline. And I want to remind our listeners that the, um, we have some great programming coming up at the Palace Theater in the month of, of February. We have the National Tour of Cinderella coming up, and you don't want to miss that. I am so excited to see that, because this is the modern-day take on Cinderella. It's the classic story, but Cinderella is spunky and a real woman, uh, empowered woman in this production. And all the spectacular costumes and scenery, you, you, you're just going to love this show february 24th through the 26th and the next time uh we have our program february 10th uh i'll be doing an interview i'm sorry february 2nd with ann hampton calloway who's a huge jazz uh performer and going to be performing february 10th in our polite club as part of the new england arts jazz series so i want to say thank you for listening once again to your palace your place